I saw a thing earlier today. I was going to send it to you. I don't know if I did. It was saved from like seven years ago in my time hop, and it said, uh, being a good friend is supporting everything they do. If they want to be a hoe, tell them to go be the best hoe they can be. 100%. So that's what we do around here. Yeah, we, uh, we absolutely support a hoe phase. <laughs> Welcome to Kitty Whispers, episode 14, yes, of season two. Yes. We are coming to you today to record a little bit of our intro before a fun interview that we're going to be attaching to this. Yes. We're going to be having AA Broad with us. We're going to be discussing mm-hmm. toxic masculinity. Yeah. And touching on that as well as toxic femininity. 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 That's that's what we're going to be talking about. I feel like the little fish on Finding Nemo. Remember that part? (laughs) (laughs) Whenever they're trying to like pronounce words. Yes, I like it. (laughs) Well, um, so anyway, we are going to kind of go through that a little bit. What's been going on with you? Mm, A lot. I forgot. um, So back in part one of our mental health episode, we had done an update prior to starting that episode and then we had to cut it because it didn't sound good and so y'all missed the whole update on Mr. Callie yes (laughs) y'all are probably over here thinking damn she's a hoe she's (laughs) like dating someone (laughs) I mean we're not hoe shaming over here hoe for show I saw a thing earlier today I was going to send it to you I don't (laughs) know if I did it was saved from like seven years ago in my time hop and it said uh being a good friend is supporting everything they do. If they want to be a hoe, tell them to go be the best hoe they can be. 100%. So that's what we do around here. Yeah, we, uh, we absolutely support a hoe phase. If you're... Because they always come in phases. Well, exactly. And if you're, like, in a relationship, but you're internally feeling like you're in a hoe phase, then you shouldn't be in a relationship. If you are, like, wondering, would I be happier, like, doing my thing? You should probably be doing your thing. (laughs) That's what's fair to you, and that's what's fair to the person you're in a relationship with. No cheaters. Yeah. I mean, go be a hoe if you want to be a hoe, but don't be in a relationship or be shady about it. So turn this on down and disturb. (gasps) She's remembering. I know. I was like, let me put it over here. It's silent. And I'm like, wait. This is your late update. Yeah. Um, um, But yes, I had ended things with Mr. Callie like a month ago. Prior to the date with Mr. Robert. uh, Yes, prior to the date with Mr. Robot. And so, um, but, you know, we didn't, pretty much I told him like, I'm looking for a relationship that's leading to something serious because I need to be thinking about having children soon. Like all the pressure on myself, you know. And um, so I told him, I I need someone here. Like, it's just too hard to go every couple months. And he was understanding, and it was great. But uh, he took it with with grace. He did. He definitely, I mean, yeah, I wasn't worried. After the first issue of him, like, ending things the way he did, um, since then our communication has been great. And he is more receptive to certain things. But, um yeah, so we hadn't talked in a while, but I guess it recently picked back up like a week ago. But I don't think anything's going to come from it. Well, I think you said it best when you told me about that conversation that you're like, we ended things for a reason. Mm-hmm. And 
your reason hasn't changed behind that. No, it so hasn't. I do think that for both updates that you have, it's important that you recognize that and you give yourself like acceptance of it because that is supporting it's not that's supporting your goals that's supporting what you want for yourself but it's also easing the pressure because you know you you are worthy of waiting and finding the right thing for yourself mm-hmm. without feeling like he's in california we gotta make this you know right. what is this and, and we're yeah. yeah we're still figuring that and that's what i told him like the reason i need someone here is because i'm wanting to figure something out like that and right. you're not here so that's just going to be like a delayed thing which is not what i'm looking for in this moment. Right. Um, there was something I was going to touch on. Oh, th- there was a, co- a conversation I wanted to tell y'all that we had. And this will tie into, and maybe it's not considered toxic masculinity, but it'll tie into what we are going to be discussing with A.A. Ron. But, um, so we were on the phone. This was a couple nights ago. And we were basically talking about when it comes to relationships, what are some things you're, you're willing to compromise on? And I'm like, okay, whatever. So he wanted me to go first and he wanted me to just talk and tell him what I want and what I'm looking for with zero interruptions. And then, cause he knows I interrupt all the time. So this is probably a good game that he played with me. <laughs> and then he would go and I couldn't have any like, I couldn't interrupt him unless he... So, y'all had talking sticks. Basically. So, we're talking about, you know, what we're looking for, what what our hopes are, you know, what we require of someone. And he brought up a scenario that was very much tied to me. You know, we're, we're thinking just like a blanketed statements, but this was like... Curtailed for you. Yeah, I was like, what are you getting at? So, basically, he said... If you got into a serious relationship and your significant other told you, I don't like things that were spoken about on your podcast prior to me, he goes, would you delete it? (laughs) Y'all, I started laughing. (laughs) I was like, what? Like, and so he goes, well, would you? Like, if you were talking about, you know, having sex and doing all these things with other men, would you delete it? And I was like, fuck no. (laughs) There she is. I was like, are you serious right now? Like, that was very much geared towards me. And no, I had a life prior to you. This is things that I learned from. These are chapters from my past. Why would I delete that? Well, and I don't know if it's age or it's a hundred percent age or what it or what or it, it is. Could be kind of talk. That's well a little because toxic. Yeah, I mean, at, when you're in your thirties, you know you're not somebody's first. You know that Ooh. they've had life and experiences and possibly children or marriages or whatever long term living. They, you know. They've had sex before, okay? You. You're as much as you want to believe that you are the... And someone else made them feel good at some point prior to you. Maybe they taught your significant other that thing you like. Yeah, the head game she has. Where do you think she learned that? Not practicing (laughs) on a banana. Maybe. Maybe maybe some people, we're not judging, you know, if you like vegetables and fruit, go for it. But at the end of the day, 
like to have that no first of all this is a podcast that even if i was dating someone and they had a podcast you know what i want to go back and listen uh i probably would just be like that is their life that's their experience and that's you know what, what they're sharing with their listeners it's who i am as a person it doesn't you don't like me for who i am well, deleting it off of a podcast doesn't delete it from your, your brain or memory yeah. or that it happened or anything else. And it's like, oh, yeah, I recorded the podcast that day thinking this is really going to fuck with my future husband. Like, what? I feel like <laughs> if and when I saw a thing earlier and I hated it and I'm going to come back to that. But it was talking about like women and getting to be 40 and, you know, life. uh I looked at you and your eyes are so beautiful. I lost focus. <laughs> I really did. I was like saying something. I'm reading the board and then I glance over and I'm like, my brain goes. <laughs> pretty eyes. <laughs> Daytree's pretty. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. You. <laughs> I love you. Uh, so if, as for the way that I look at it, it is toxic in a way, or it's very, it's an experience. It's, you know, being just completely immature as far as like hoping and thinking that the person you're going to find is not going to have any memory and you're the very best one ever. And that's what it yeah. is. And it's just ridiculous. His excuse is it's because I'm territorial. Because I was like, why would you even have that expectation? That's what I think about that. And territorial equals jealousy i well, mean i'm territorial i'm i'm like if someone crosses the line i'm gonna i'm territorial i'm not necessarily jealous like yeah, there's a difference between territorial and jealousy well and territorial is more of like you're mine i like don't care who had you before thing. yeah it's a this is but that in itself can be red flagish. My, yeah. you know, Satan was that way or toxic, or toxic masculinity. <laughs> um, my, you know, Satan was very much like that, would Ugh. say that to me and was so crazy about he'd go through things, old experiences that I'd had that were like text messages prior to even knowing him. It would be insane. And obviously not everybody is like him in that way. But I've gotten to where, like, for me, if a man at my age has not had some type of significant relationship in his life I don't want him I feel like that's a red flag were you not able to compromise to be in a relationship were you not able to like work on something as far as that they'll like, be like I was focused on my career well you got laid somewhere <laughs> right I, I mean focused on, in my in my situation it would be like I was focused on sports I was focusing on high school <laughs> <laughs> He's so young, so much younger than you. Shut up. <laughs> or middle school in Mr. Kelly's case. Oh my god! I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I thought you were gonna say Young Buck's case. So when I was no, so my I was, Young Buck was absolutely a virgin. Uh, the year, uh, like around when I was having babies. Well, when I was eight, so when I was eighteen, Mr. Kelly was like eleven. No, he was twelve. When you were 18? When I was 18, he was 12. When I was 26, Young Buck was 13. <laughs> At least he's a teenager. Fuck. <laughs> Depending on when you ask, he might have been 12. Oh, God. I know, y'all. I, whenever I was uh, recording, you know, at the high school the other day, and one of the kids came in, and he was so cute. Like, if I would have been in high school, <laughs> I would have dated a guy like this. She doesn't mean this in a predatory <laughs> sense. I don't. He was just so cute. Well, he had, like 
red hair, like strawberry blondish hair. And one of his friends goes, bro, she's, she could be like your mom. <laughs> and I was like, come find me in 10 years. No, well, in, my, in my mind, I'm thinking that motherfucker. But then I started calculating it and I was like, oh my God, it a hundred percent could be if I'd have had him at like 16, a young mom. Teen mom. If I'd have been a teen mom, this would be my child. And he was a junior in high school. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I'd be such a hot grandma, though. I know you would. A young grandma is what I meant to say. <laughs> Just I think, I mean, I'm I'm very far away from that, uh, thankfully. But I'm hoping. Mm-hmm. You know, I had the girls. I was mid-20s. Yeah. But. Which is no- nothing normal. Yeah, I was 26 having my first child when, yeah. he, when he was 13. YOLO. <laughs> <laughs> so we do support a hoe face. Uh, it's yep. not a. It's n- and we also support like young guys as long as they're. Listen, age. are you established as far as like you. Do you have a YouTube channel? Do you know. That how to wrestles pay- alligator cars? Do you. Uh, do you have a YouTube channel? <laughs> that wrestles alligator cars. God, you know. Uh, second. Catherine, she mentioned last time, planting a tree for karma. Uh, want y'all to know. So Catherine responds Wait, to what? the real <laughs> to me. And she goes, in her defense, she did say, I was trying to send this to you and Adri, but it only sent to you. Oh, well. And she's like, but that's not the, that's not the true story. And Hold I, on. If As a reminder, I said, I was telling Catherine, I cussed at someone. And she said, well, you should go plant a tree. It'll give you good karma. And I was like, for the fuck word? Yeah. So what I was going to say was she said, uh, and I 100,000% agree with her. She goes. What? She goes, Daydre takes things sometimes too literally. And (laughs) it's like, you say go plant a tree. You know, Catherine. I know, but she sent me the screenshot. And she said, I don't know, go plant a tree or something. And then you responded immediately and said, for saying the fuck or something. (laughs) And she goes, she was like, you literally like took that one part and go, for this? <laughs> or like in our car in our recording sometimes there's times where like I'll say something and you're like and I go no like rhetorical or like uh, hey, but it's usually a yeah. valid response it's a very literal response <laughs> and you know what I get on I get on to my nephew all the time for being literal like I'll ask him to do something that generally will lead to doing one other thing like hey let's empty the dishwasher can you empty out the dishwasher, take out the clean dishes? Well, in my mind, I would automatically assume, let's put the dishes that are dirty in the sink in the emptied dishwasher. So I asked my nephew, I'm like, you emptied the dishwasher. Why are there still dirty dishes in the sink? Well, you didn't ask me to do that. Literal. So the girls, I think that's just being a a kid because I told the girls that and they go, I said, do the dishes. So now I don't say unload, reload, unless I'm dividing between them. Like, do the dishes. There should never be any dishes in the sink. They should either be put away or they should be in the dishwasher. You put it in the dishwasher. That's what, or if it's clean, you unload it. But But, but, but my nephew Tanner, he's that way with everything, though. I know. I mean, I could tell him to go get dressed, go put some pants on. Well, why don't you have a shirt on? Well, you told me to just put pants on. Like, it's going to be everything. I feel like uh, I can relate to that feeling sometimes. <laughs> we'll be I mean, recording and I'll joke. say something and it'll be like, 
It's a joke in our house <laughs> yeah. at this point. Yeah, it's fine. It's not It's not a negative. It's just definitely a trait. So, but yeah, so <laughs> I guess I'm too literal too. <laughs> it's clubbly. I'm a gullible or something. No, it's like you, you I don't know what I, I've said that and you go, Lauren, and you like get on to me. And I think you like now looking back, I think that you've probably meant that I was like really genuinely going to do that or say that or something. Probably. And, <laughs> and I'm like, no. You gotta preface it. <laughs> I would never do this, but <laughs> I'm using this as a, dram- a dramatic example. <laughs> we'll call it a DE. No, because like if you were to say, I'm going to kill so-and-so later, I wouldn't literally think you're going to do that. <laughs> I'm glad she doesn't think I'm a murderer. Or I might respond and say, let me know. I'll bring the shovel." <laughs> No, she'll be like, make sure you wear gloves and tie your hair back. 100%. No, you would need to have a full-on rain jacket, cinched, no hair showing. I watched uh, Dexter. I know. I got yeah. I got the drill. But yeah, Dexter the shit out of it. Dexter the shit out Not of it. Not that we're telling anyone to go murder yeah, don't anyone do that. and don't how do to that. clean it up, but... Don't take us literally on a lot of things. Just don't be ignorant. One moment, um, No, I do have another update because I think we always kind of touch on how I've been emotional, but I never like dive into what's really been going on. But um, mental health check in. I have been dealing with major like depression and anxiety for the past couple months, and it's just gotten like to the point where it's very bad, like to a level of, you know, I'm having thoughts I shouldn't have thoughts about. And, um, well, it's just impacting your day to day. It is. It's getting to where I like, I don't, I'm not finding myself having motivation. I, you know, I'm outgoing kind of, I mean, I consider myself an introvert, extrovert, but, um, I like to go out and, and, you know, do things with my friends and family and I'm like becoming more of like a recluse. And so, um, well, and you just, I think that it's, it's impacting your outlook and it is it's impacted my outlook on life I mean to the point where I just I don't even feel like I have a purpose and I keep having thoughts of like not wanting to be here anymore and that's not like me to even well and I would never do anything crazy no and I know but it just hurts my heart to know that you've been in that place and because yeah we always think about oh I've never felt that way so I don't know how that person would have been feeling and me getting like these just small glimpses it's rough like it sucks and you know I don't want to bog my friends and family down by well but I think that it's important yeah Um, but you know I know but I I just want to say this that I went through a phase like that very circumstantial of I mean a phase it was at least a year year and a half of where I felt very similar feelings and had similar thoughts and uh you were one of the people that helped me see, and that is what I want to be for you, that you have a lot of things in your life. I think it's it th- I think it's really important that you are aware of what's happening because you do have a lot of wonderful things to live for and a lot of optimistic things that are happening. And oh, I think that's absolutely. where you're able to kind of separate and go, this that's is depression. Like, this isn't normal. Yeah. Because I do know, like... I mean, just coming home to my dogs every day, coming here to meet Lauren to record or do anything with her, you know, that provides me happiness. I'm going to play pickleball with my friend Jeremy, and I know I have those friends that I, because I even told Jeremy, Jeremy's not, like, one to just, like, 
want to have those mushy, you know, conversations. Yeah. And all I had to do was say, I really need a laugh today because it's been rough. And he immediately is like, I got you. Yeah. And it's just, you know, I'm grateful that I have friends and family that. Well, we love you and we support you. And I think that, you know, it's very relative, especially for those that, you know, have listened or caught up and, and heard our uh, mental health episodes that everyone, no matter what they look like on the outside, no matter how hot and banging and red haired, beautiful they are, and all everyone gets to a point where you are going to experience highs and lows. And so from the outside, you'd said it earlier that maybe on social media and everything else looks great, but internally you're struggling. And I think, you know, it's something that is, takes a lot of courage to be able to own your emotions that's kind of leads into what we'll be talking about with him but just being able to like recognize that this is this is your mental health this is where it is and being aware of it now you can prioritize it yeah you know for sure and i love and you I have been. and i'm here for you thank you i love you too uh, yeah there was one other thing i was oh <laughs> so me and lauren are both poor and we don't look it because we're really good at faking that. I want to actually, I want to back up because as the videos I've been sending you, what oh. you're speaking and saying, you're literally calling and asking for more of the same. So Me and Lauren want more money. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I want to also say we both work hard. We both we have do. a good living. I, I have business have has weird boom payment for me, schedules. But we're paying shit off. So being alive yeah. is expensive it right is. now. And we're also single women. And, you know. With a deadbeat. Just kidding. Yeah. Just kidding. I'm kidding. I mean, we're doing good. We support each other. It's fine. But where was I going with this? We're both poor. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. We're both poor. But so we're not. We're not poor. We're going to get we just rich. Are, we're just <laughs> looking for more we're financial rich with prosperity. Life and want to be rich with money. We want our financial world to represent our internal world. Yeah. So if y'all want to Venmo us, my Venmo is at Daydri R. It's D A I D R I E. R. <laughs> well, mine's at Lauren Dot Chambers, but actually, we're y'all kidding. Can, we are kidding. We're kidding on the Venmo. We are, kind but of. what we are not kidding on is we've made a lot of investments into Kitty Whispers, and thank yes. goodness we do have a sponsor. But other ways that we can be supported by you guys out there is. Uh, I believe there's listen, listener support, or you can make yeah. it from our website. You can like go on there and click us. Uh, like support this podcast or something we would love it ten dollars would even help if you love maybe five if you love that this audio is not clipping or yeah. cutting out or any of the other things you can thank our investment and you could be a part of that also if you wanted to help yeah contribute. we'll give you a shout out yes we will absolutely and then we'll cheers to you. That'll be a thing. We'll wear sequins and we will cheer champagne if you make a donation. I will cheer honor. champagne and <laughs> I'll wear a sequin jacket with nothing underneath it so you can see my cleavage. And she has cute little perky boobs. <laughs> Thank you. I'm full of compliments Anyways, so today. Well, she really is, truly. What I was going to say. Do you want to say anything nice to me? Yeah, you're beautiful every day. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But you are. Thank you. She's doing really well and she's lost good amount of weight and it you i can tell except for easter 
Oh, you did it, but that's fine. We had one little cheat day. That's allowed. My I think trainer, it was a day and a half. My trainer says Monday through Friday. Monday through Friday. No, Sunday through Friday. Sunday through Friday, stay on track. Saturday, let it be your day to just eat whatever you want. If you want to eat a whole banana pudding, you eat the whole thing. Well, I challenged a man that he didn't know how to make one, and that fool got up, went to the store, bought all the ingredients, went home, made a homemade. Maybe we should all start doing that, challenging men that they can't cook, and so then he'll just cook and he Girl, literally brought over the most beautiful just, banana pudding, and I was supposed to share Lindsay, and I've eaten we just solved two-thirds of it. Like one of the world's biggest problems, getting a man yes. to do anything that you ask of him. Just reverse psychology it. Yeah. Well, I'm sure Aaron <laughs> will talk about it tomorrow. This was his topic of choice, by the way. So uh, oh, yeah. you'd have to know him to understand and appreciate him but we're pretty sure you're going to get a real yeah. solid entertaining glimpse of He's what a that lot. looks like buckle up <laughs> i s- said to uh lindsay on the way over here that he's one of the most wild card people i know yep and he not truly, not a shit show no. just a wild card you just never know what's going to come out of his mouth or through text I told Deidre earlier, I was trying to masturbate uh, earlier today, and I just couldn't get into it. And she goes, who masturbates during the day? And I was like, I mean, I have, I but do. it would be like a Saturday when I'm like doing nothing. And it's all day yeah. stormy uh, outside. <gasps> Isn't that the That's best one day? of my favorite days. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite days is whenever the girls are going for the weekend. Yes. And if it's like kind of stormy, bad weather or whatever, I will on the sofa. I will masturbate all eat day long and like masturbate eat, on and shows off. i masturbate to best. shows i'm yeah, yeah absolutely if i'm watching a good rom-com that has a really hot sex scene you better believe your girl is grabbing the that's what we got going on over here yeah but anyways enough about that okay the last thing that i the <gasps> oh, last thing yes. that i wanted to share um is that we are getting our massages i'd already actually looked up Real ones uh, for us. Well, not real ones, but like at a place. And I was mm-hmm. kind of pricing that out and figuring out where we were going to go. But then opportunity knocked and Lana had messaged uh, Daydree and she does massages and I've had one. It's been a long time, but they're fantastic. I'm excited. And uh, she's going to give us massages on Friday. We're so going to have a girl's night. Yay. And so that'll be also uh, Lana the medium her little coming through. Daydree's collecting all that massage maybe she'll pull all the toxicity out of me maybe <laughs> yeah Deidre's collecting on her birthday gift because we got to get that done before mine Your birthday. it's just another day it is a perfect weather day though but it's, it's Hermes congeniality yes and Lauren I didn't make the rules perfect weather day I didn't make the rules <laughs> tourist season <laughs> abundance it's gonna be great but uh I don't feel like we're gonna do anything yeah, she doesn't want to do anything, which I think is insane, so that's not true. We'll, we'll take a poll on what we should do for Lauren's birthday. <laughs> if I could do anything, fun. I would probably want to go... To Fredericksburg. Yeah, that's what I would love to do, but okay. I'm not going to be able to do that, yeah, so I'm disgruntled. So that. then I was going to ask you, maybe not my actual birthday weekend because we have the gala, but mm-hmm. maybe the weekend after is when we should go to Choctaw. The poll opens <gasps> May 1. Yeah, that's what we should. That should be your later birthday. Maybe just do lunch with the girls. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I said it. Girl, girl. The girls. The, <laughs> the girls. That's how you said it. The girl. Lunch with the girls. But <laughs> anyway, yes. Yeah, so 
Up next is whenever our guest, mm-hmm. A.A. Ron, is coming on. Yeah. But first. Yeah, we're going to have a break for a quick sponsor ad. See you on the flip side. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Kitty Whispers. We got A.A. Ron with us. Hi. I'm here for Kitty Whispers. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to tell them a little bit about yourself? Um, Yeah. So you two are really good friends of mine. Um, Met met them at our uh, Rockwell Chambers leadership, and Mm -hmm. we're pretty good friends. And when they started doing Kitty Whispers, I liked the incentive. And I am a huge fan of women's empowerment, um, but I think we'll talk about this a little bit later. I also don't want to uh, diminish anybody. You'd be able to be empowered on your own because if we hold somebody back so that you can get forward, that's not empowerment. That's just outrunning the bear. Absolutely. So, yes. and so I come from a mom who is the most powerful, awesome lady ever. So oh, that's awesome. that. I'll tell you all about my mom. Yeah, absolutely. She's and, my hero. And so you this is not your first time being a guest or No, I like to tell folks I am a professional guest on podcasts. We like that. I've done a few with the Black Rifle. Um yeah, I I like podcasts because it's just basically in the first five seconds, the three of us just having a conversation. Exactly. Yeah. That's what we like about so. it. And uh yeah, Aaron came up and we were chatting and he was giving us kudos over Kitty Whispers, and mm-hmm. he said, when are you going to have me on as a guest? And I said, well, what are we going to talk about? And he said, how about toxic masculinity? So We love that topic. <laughs> we do. Yeah. And, and toxic masculinity, we kind of mentioned yesterday, we gave a brief little update, um, as well as, like, feminine, you know, energy, like, all of it. There's toxic behaviors on all Both sides. sides. Yeah, yeah, for Absolutely. sure. Daydream is a little bit of an update for us. Yeah, y'all are going to love this. So... Yesterday, I kind of let y'all, or reminded y'all, you know, I had ended things with Mr. Callie, and then we kind of were talking a little bit again, but I got a nasty phone call from him last night, like, nasty. Nasty. (laughs) Hadn't talked to him in a couple days. Hold on, set it up for me. Are we talking about I'm angry and I'm going to call you, or was he being salacious, like a nasty boy? Yeah, she's going to No, this wasn't Like, like... this wasn't like good nasty. Oh, okay. Okay. This was so, like rude. Oh, okay. So he was being petty. He was trying to be really hurtful. Petty. Yeah, 100%. So he called, and I mean, I'm always a smart ass with him, like all the time. And so he immediately was like, So I listen to the last couple episodes of the podcast. And I immediately knew. <laughs> I was like, What he was referring to. But I played it off, and I was like, Oh. Doesn't our audio sound so good? (laughs) Don't you love it? And he was like, yeah, so good, in fact, that I was able to get every single detail of what you've been up to lately. And I'm like, oh, yeah, what would you think about it? And his response was... (laughs) I'm on pins and needles. Pins and needles. His response was, (laughs) he said... You are a fucking dumb cum dumpster slut, and you need to go fuck yourself. Oh, that is toxic masculinity. They immediately go to the uh, the sexual base. Yeah, cum dumpster. I'm a fucking dumb cum dumpster slut, and I need to go fuck myself. And before I could even like respond, he 
like, like ended the call, immediately blocked me, and then supersonic blocked me and all my friends on social media. She calls me and she's like telling me what's happening. And I go, well, let me see if he blocked me because she was trying to respond. She goes, he already blocked me. And I go, let me go. Let me, he blocked me so too. so fast. Like he blocked every account because he followed all my accounts. Like I'm assuming he blocked them before even calling me. That's how fast he was. <laughs> That's how I think that that is an insecure man who is afraid of response. I do have got to give him credit for that's good prep work. <laughs> it was good prep work. It, it was not an emotional uh, call of passion. It was a very methodical, cold uh, Hannibal Lecter call, if you will. It was just it's fucking a lot of weird. Yeah. And like, first of all, we don't slut shame on this show. No. We talked about in part one of this episode about how, you know, hoe for show. And if that is you and you're in a hoe phase, then we encourage it. So yeah. and I wouldn't even say I'm in a hoe phase. I just got she it just in a couple it. times. It's because I'm single. I don't owe you an explanation. I don't need to tell you every time I get laid. Like, get real, dude. Well, yeah. When we talk, well, in here, just preface it. Like, when we had talked about it yesterday, if you're being safe, if you're not putting yourself at risk, you're not just going out and just throwing the leg in random risky behavior situations. Right. And she wanted to hang out with these people who she's been hooking up with on and off for oh, five plus years. Yeah. And however, you know, it's and not yellow, like they're new. It's well, and even if they were, it's your body, your choice. You are completely single. Y'all have not been together, seen each other in. What? It's been over a month. It's been over a month. That's why I'm like, like a, no, like two, really, or a month and a half. Yeah, honestly, yeah, it has been a month and a half. And he's gone on dates and stuff like that. I'm like, get fucking over yourself, dude. Like, go get laid, because clearly there's some built-up testosterone that's what I, your veins that need to be released. That's what I told her yesterday. But it just sounds like he needs to go get laid. Yeah, or jack off. He told me he never masturbates, and I'm like, that's, that's your problem. That's a lie. That's a bold lie. Thank you. And I said, that's crazy. No wonder you're so aggressive all the time. We don't time. have to go too far into that, but that is a bold, bold lie. Uh, there are some men out there that say that they don't because they think they perform better in sports when they don't. That is also uh, false. <laughs> but I will say, I had an ex that used to play football, and he said that their coach would always say, don't y'all dare masturbate or have sex before our game tomorrow. Hmm. Isn't that weird? That is a difference between I don't at all. Yeah. So, I mean, basically. Oh, he the, said he never. The build has. of testosterone. Your body has a natural. Uh, your body's nothing more than an on, on and off switch. Right. Everything. If you wake up, your body starts flipping things off, mm -hmm. like melatonin production, and starts flipping things on, like increased hunger, water retention, heart rate, breathing, whole nine yards. Right. Uh, your body has those simple, they're called baroreceptors. They're sensory organs that say, you don't have enough testosterone. Let's mix more. Right. You don't have enough mm -hmm. balancing enzyme, or you don't have this, or, or you have too much of this. Let's start, you know, I mean, just look at your sugar. Right. Uh, your insulin production and how that works, and the deficiencies that come with that. So, yeah, when you've got the big game tomorrow, you can definitely hold off on self-pleasure, and it might give you a small a boost. testosterone boost. Um, I think it's a lot more psychological than physiological, but 100%. Right. But ever? Never, ever, ever? Never, ever? Yeah. Never, I don't eat sugar. I've never had cookies before in my life. A lie. <laughs> that is a lie. I know you've at least had a cookie. Now, I don't like cookies, but it doesn't mean I've never eaten cookies. Right. I mean, well, yeah. it honestly happened at the perfect timing because it tied into what we were talking about today. So I was like, oh, well, 
Well, that was convenient. We were like, perfect, perfect segue discussing toxic masculinity and yeah. what does that mean? So when you said that this was the topic that you wanted to have, first of all, do you... I just thought it would go good with your show. Yeah. Because I, I don't like talking about negativity. I believe in you being more powerful and me being more powerful too. I it's part that. of my military background. We work as a team. Right. So if I'm holding you back to look more powerful, I'm not. I'm just holding you back. Which is toxic, I'm, yeah. Right. I'm tripping you so the bear eats you. Right. Instead, we should both be strong enough to outrun the bear together. Absolutely. Well, and we, we, we mentioned that quite a bit as far as like our process and what we think. Like we love good, strong men. We love good, strong women. We love supporting each other. Uh, we do have a problem with weak ass men like Mr. Callie, uh, who mm -hmm. want to do shit like that. And think. I told her it reminded me of Satan, which is my ex's name. Aaron knows him. Okay, so we're not talking about uh, Lucifer, the Lord of Darkness, Satan. We're, we're talking, talking about, about the his walking incarnate. Code names. Yeah, that's yeah. how we gotcha. Guys. But you know him and uh, was familiar. And, and you know, I told her, I said. Oh, yeah, I do know him. That took me a second. Okay. And I said, you know, there was a lot of toxic masculinity things that were happening there. He was with a strong woman and he felt like the constant need to. Like you said, he tripped me so he could, the bear would eat me and not him. And uh, anyway, I told her, I was like, that reminded, that comment reminded me of him. And I would run like hell. She was like, bye. Yeah, so that was like the solidifying He thing. did you a favor. Oh, for sure. Because I would have never dealt with his shit. And I'll tell you my background with this particular topic. I have two things that I, I feel a lot as a guy. I am a bull in a china cabinet. So I, I would never intentionally. That's a perfect example of who you are as a person. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Pulling the channel? Yes. Okay. Um, you and an I am. I'm. I'm. I'm a hot mess, but I'm not an intentional hot mess. So we we actually yesterday we said that you are a wild card, but you're not a hot mess in the sense of like you don't have your shit together. No. You're just a. Well, I like that. Let's go with wild card. Together, yeah. he's just. He's a wild card. He's a wild card. Easy card. Like yeah. Okay. So, I, okay, I'll take that and roll with it. But um, we just celebrated our 15-year wedding anniversary nice. um, to a very strong woman. Mm -hmm. And I was raised by a very strong woman. I have great parents. They're still together. They've been married over 40 years. Wow. Um, but my mom is a apex woman, but mm -hmm. so is my dad. And there's no such thing as true balance. There's no such thing as a 50-50 marriage. It's always going to be 49-51, and those rules swap but they never intentionally drug one down to put themselves forward because they were feeling emasculated or, right. you know, put down. And so I, I don't know. That's just, those are my wants. I want somebody that can give as good as uh, they get. And Kim? So, so shockingly, you want a partner. You want an equal. You want someone who is capable of keeping up with you and keeping you grounded. And really, I mean, I think that that's what we talked about. A lot, you know, Absolutely. is what the desire. Do I get to give my wife a code name? Yeah, yeah. The Ukrainian. <laughs> <laughs> we like that. No, no. Like We're gonna call her Mila. Mila. The most famous Ukrainian, Mila Kunis. We so like she could be Mila. Famous. Yes. So they could be sisters or cousins. We will never know. Yeah, right. your wife is fine. I, I like to. I like to think that if I go to a family reunion on her side of the family, that Mila just is gonna show up. Does she know how to speak? No, um, no, she knows I'm here and what we're doing. So, um, but anyways, no, just coming from that background, I'm, and then my military time, it's, you don't put people down. You right. don't claw over somebody else. That to me is toxic masculinity. 
to me. Yeah, absolutely. I think that anytime that you're more concerned about what someone else is doing and how it's going to make you look, whether it's mm -hmm. good or it's bad. So not being able to me, I've always been attracted to the strong, I don't want to say quiet type, but like, uh, like self-assured, like they just want to man. I feel like that the alpha males are not the ones that have to come into the room and announce that they're the alpha male. You just know energy. Yeah. Energy shows yeah. you. We call that big dick energy. Yeah, we like BDE. We like BDE. Yeah, but I mean, you can even take it one step further. You can have bad masculinity and then toxic being spreadable. Bad masculinity, oh, which that I think is more important as the word. It's a bad, it's a toxic man being toxic to other men who pick that up, teaching that this is definitely what you want to do. Right. And it's not. Right. Then you wind up um, taking an okay guy, and instead of going this route, they go the bad route. They're right. The now they got to, so what's up, man? Did you see the sports game last night? I'm like, yeah, dude, I watched all the sports. <laughs> I'm so sportsy, and I don't watch any Yay sports. Yay, sports. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, do yeah. not ask me. Here's the, here's, the, here's the keys of the universe for me. Do not ask me about the game. I didn't watch it. I don't even know what game it is. I don't even tell you who could be on the Dallas Cowboys this year. You didn't watch the year. Super Bowl? No, not and even I don't blame you. We only watched for the performer. I think that's honestly one of the very good lists of reasons why uh, Mila Kunis married me. I love that. Yeah. Um, she didn't have to waste time with a four-hour block between certain months every Sunday dedicated to the TV. Right. Um, we could do arts and crafts at that time. Do you know how many arts and crafts hey, I can do? You can watch, you can do arts and, arts and crafts and watch football. No. time I did all the time. Throw me a football and we're going to go outside and play a game. Totally different scenario. Yes. I don't watch sports. And then never bring me your car. Couldn't help you. <laughs> there are these people called mechanics. Right. Take care of that stuff. That's what we have Big Brother for. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Come to me with your roof. I got you. Come yes. to me with your car. I'm going to set it on fire. <laughs> Well, I love that you mentioned that it's spreadable because that was something that we shared uh, with each other earlier and we wanted to bring up was how it is truly generational that it goes from, you know, teaching boys, like meaning children, yeah. that they yes. can't cry or express emotion. So therefore you have that you have boys who grow to be men who don't know how to be empathetic. They don't know how to express their feelings. They don't know how to receive feelings because they were always told, shove it down. Boys don't cry. You know right. how and and it's that's not healthy because then they grow up and they get into the real world and maybe a relationship or they have children. Sure. And they're completely closed off to truly who they are. And I don't yeah. like saying emotional. I like saying resiliency. Yeah. We should be teaching our kids resiliency to take the hit to take the bad but be resilient and be uh, powerful and energetic and you know yeah absolutely but if something happens and it's a normal reaction to feel sad or upset to try to make a child feel like they should have any other reaction other than what is truly normal within that scope but you know? i'll argue that with you because i think that even adults get into this when you get attention from that negative reaction, when somebody's in crisis, okay, right. I'm dealing with this a lot, both in my community and I'll be straight up within myself. Um, where am I at in my life? You know, the uncertainties and insecurities of me as a guy at his mid stage, where's the last half of my life gonna take me? Um, I don't wanna say the dirty word midlife crisis, but it's not a crisis, it's just right. midlife, trying to figure it all out. And when people know you're hurting, you get extra attention. They want to make sure you're good and that becomes comfortable that, you know, uh, you go back to not getting that attention and you just kind of put it out there. Well, right. Well, I think that it can be both. And with kids, it's a heck of a lot worse right. when you 
give attention to, you know, when kids are struggling. Um, right. They're getting bullied at school or something like that. And do you teach them, okay, bullying, that's a great case. So you get a 10 to 15 year old kid that's being bullied. How do you really help that? Do you tell them that they're not as good as you? Just ignore them. Do you tell them to fight back? Like at what point do you train them to become more aggressive? Well, my do you train them to doesn't just like be... my response to that because I told <sighs> my nephew to just throat punch the shit out of them. See? Well, so I have preteen daughters, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's why I feel like it can be both because I teach my children resiliency is a huge part of who I am, my makeup, yeah. my history, and my children. But I also like my daughter's had some health issues, and she was been sick for two months, and she was feeling kind of depressed and I and upset because she had. A, quit playing sports and she had all these things happening and I I said if you weren't feeling depressed and anxious because you're un, we're we're fear of the unknown then that would not be a normal emotional response to what you're going through you're not at school you're not playing your sports like it's normal to feel that way right. um however we're going to get through it. You're going to find something. And in the meantime, you still have to do your chores and we're going, you know, and just kind of moving yeah, through keep going. Uh, when they get picked on. Um, usually it's my, you know, kids are assholes, all of them, yeah. like really, but my daughter had some of that. And I definitely teach them the first time be, be like verbalize and be like, I don't I just want to get back yeah. to a place yeah. in America where as a culture, I can respectfully call your kids assholes. No, and I'm like, not. I can't do that right now. Yeah. No, I can't. Well, I you do. can call mine assholes. No, I can't. <laughs> Don't know them. But we used to be able to whip each other's kids. Right. As a community. Like, I, as a community. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know in that. You know how many times I've gotten my ass whipped by strangers? Um. And my parents would support that. Okay. Yeah. I was back in the day. I'm old enough that uh, my dad would sign the corporal punishment. There was an actual release right. for corporal in school, punishment. In school. My yeah. dad would hand right in there. Only rule, must call, must give a number. He gets twice when he gets home. I mean, that was the rule. No, yeah. whip my kid's yeah. ass. I don't mind. It was still a I just know how many you gave because he gets double when he gets home. But don't you ever hit my kid and not tell me. Yeah. yeah. So it was like a, well, so I, I, it was like a deviant. Yeah. Wild card. Wild card. I like that. Yeah. Well, so that's kind of, that's what I'm saying though. Like when we're, when we're in a community of friends and circle and doing that, if my kids are out of line, my friends have full permission to call them out on their shit. And Mm -hmm. and because it does take a village. Mm -hmm. Daydre's done it. Uh, Other really close friends of mine have, and I've done that. And my friends know that if their kids are coming over my house, I'm going to 100% handle it the exact same way that I would with mine because there's rules and perimeters of and guidance right and so but I try to teach my girls to be strong and tough and handle it resilient and resilient that's awesome yeah um my my oldest is a little bit more softer in spirit and my youngest will uh she says her blood is made of kryptonite she'll whoop your ass for her sister (laughs) so and I and (laughs) she will and that's okay uh but I try to encourage them to one handle it and say, and set a healthy boundary and say, I don't like that. Don't talk to me that way. You know, I'm not, why are you upset today? You know, like have a normal, and then if they do it again, and especially whenever they've been physically, you know, have anything happen. Some little boy was poking and messing with my daughter and uh, I told her she had full permission. I said, do you remember how to do that? Do what you need to do? And she said, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, I, I think the simple, yeah. the simple and complex way to talk about toxic personality, we can move past masculinity now because you can be a toxic feminine personality, of right? Um, 
it's celebrating your strengths, being proud to celebrate your strengths and shore up your weaknesses without diminishing somebody else. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So I am, I'm proud of the guy that if, if we went into the zombie apocalypse right now, I'm your man. Hey, real quick. Totally call me. That is my lane. Like so, I am ready to start fires and head off into the woods and the last of us, I'm waiting for it. Well, we have asked Big Brother this question. Oh, okay. Did, Did you, you hear his response? No. How long do you think us either together or independently would survive a zombie apocalypse? Yeah. Well, according to your guy, because you're a cum dumpster, you're going to last a long time. So you're going to throw that dirty leg out there and people will provide. Um, but no, Thank sorry, you. maybe that was inappropriate. It wasn't. Okay. That's fine. Um, Big Brother said she was going to sit on a lawn chair the first day naked and drinking drinks and just let him come and take Yeah, it. he said that I would go outside, strip down naked, sit in a lawn chair with sunglasses on and just let him come and take me. God, I wish that could happen to me. And I was like, that's how you see me? I thought he was talking about Lauren at first. No, I was saying I'd wind up in jail. Every day I, I fight the urge to go lay outside naked and <laughs> let y'all have a buffet. What about me? How long do you see me living? In the wild? In a zombie apocalypse? It happens right now. Or right now we're safe with you. So it happens in two hours. Yeah. Oh, well. I like you. I like you both. Uh, Big Brother said that I was meaner than Daydream. I'd live a little bit longer. I feel like I have some survival skills. I was raised by a man probably very much as far as like... Uh, this is another uh, trip them for the bear situation. Now that we're going into the apocalypse, you're gonna see a cultural shift in personality. And I'm just gonna be real straight with you guys. I'm gonna feed you to the bear. What? You just said that the you like, make sure we lived. I will try to. I, I, I can't guarantee, but if it comes try. between you and me, the zombies are coming, bitch is getting tripped. Well, you just let me borrow some of those guns because I'm a real sharp shooter. But if you can keep up, then yeah. Learn. Well, so it's I, the apocalypse. I think we would survive great. So you're saying, so. wait, the really zombies do. aren't gonna want my vagina. No, no, but the that would not be the other warlords. Yeah, they're gonna be hard pressed, which is great because if you have like it's you're gonna start seeing these little uh, dictatorships pop up everywhere. Oh, so I should just be these like, y'all can just use me as your sex doll. That's what he's like. I wouldn't. Um. <laughs> No, that's no. like the last resort. Like, I'm gonna that's need a food, water, and shelter. That's the last Shooters, thing I'm gonna want to be doing. Water gatherers. Like I'm definitely in that. I mean, are you ready for survival first, and then the other stuff later? I mean, you're talking about five months down the line. We've set up a barricade in a community of like um, the Last of Us. Yeah, just like the Last of Us, where we trade beaver that's pelt and wampum for currency. You know, we're pretty far down the civilized line where we're missing some things and have yeah, you know. That's okay. There's no such thing as toxic masculinity in the apocalypse. Well, that's survival mode, but today there is. And yeah, today <laughs> we can totally get onto that. Yeah, but that's what I meant. Like as far as children or or kids and and in general, you know, I think that you just you give them space to be themselves and also allow. I what is it like? Uh, cause no harm and take no shit, right? Or mm -hmm. you know, and so that's really what how I raise the girls. I think it's also important with. I've had some friendships in the past that I quit being friends with because, you know, I want my girls to grow up and be girls' girls. I want them to grow up and be for their, their so not be the girl that's sleeping with their friend's boyfriend behind their back or not being the one that's talking shit because it makes them 
feel better. You know, I want them to yeah. be the one that champions their friends and because I want them to be championed. I want them to feel great when they're doing great. And I think that that's such a big part of being toxic is that when you cannot be supportive of other people because you're jealous, you're insecure, you're worried, or you're not giving them room to be a little quirky or be who they are, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So. And it's weird because you could really break down some of the profiles. You think of a toxic person, right? And in this live, we're talking about toxic masculinity. So we're talking about somebody who is trying to make themselves better by putting you down, essentially, right? Right. There's three types of personalities when we talk about the human culture. There's toxic, men and women. There's participation trophy, where everybody gets a trophy. And then there's the middle of the road, common sense. Celebrate. Celebrate the fact that you are probably way smarter than me. 100%. And that I can bench 300. Why does the physical aspects pop up? It's just one of the things I was born with. I celebrate. I work on hard. I like being a physical creature. I love the fact that I can monkey up a roof. I love that I'm like too. a billy goat. Do you want to go roofing with me? Not today. So should I stop roofing because you don't want to go roofing? Absolutely not. Should I shut the company down because um, we don't have enough women in the roofing world? No. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I want to be able to celebrate my strengths and I want to celebrate yours. Right. 100%. Well, Shore up my weaknesses. Absolutely. And it's that mindset that says, the reason you're my friend is because I need you to short my weaknesses. I am crap on social. You guys both asked me if I'm on TikTok. Hell to the no. Yeah. <laughs> Government conspiracies out the works. Right. No. Well, I uh, think that being toxic, to me, any type of extreme is exactly. toxic. So I've met toxic liberals. I've met toxic Republicans. I've met yep. toxic, you know, you name every single, you know, I'm not, I'm a big equality person until you show me you're a piece of shit, right? So mm-hmm. like, I don't care what color, size, shape, age, who you are, but if you're a decent and good person, we're good. If you are an asshole, piece of shit, if you call people a cum dumpster, if you do those things, then you're on my shit list. And I don't, I don't care if you're a man or woman or, you know, what, what your beliefs are, if you're constantly backing it up and then trying to force and impose on other people, right? And by the way, I just came up with this, but you should probably text him back and let him know that you're not a dumpster, that you are a environmentally friendly uh, recycling bin. That's true. It's it was good. recycling. Yeah. It's processed naturally. Yes. It's good for the earth. Well, he blocked me, so I can't. Oh, it's okay. I'm sure somebody out there can take care of that for you. Dumpsters just have such a negative connotation. They do, you know? but you know what? They're important. They- I'm a recycling bin then. Yeah. <laughs> Reusable. <laughs> It's your next tattoo, right there on the head. Yeah, the little recycling symbol. I like that. Well, and I think that, you know, for women, like you said, you're all for empowering women and empowering people. And I think that that's really important. We want to empower men and to be good men. And we want to be empowered sure. as well, right? Absolutely. Um, I kind of had a situation a couple of weeks ago, and I wanted your take on it. So I said some things in a professional setting. Uh, was very, I was on point, professional, I, but I was direct and a little assertive uh, because the point needed to be made that way. Okay. If it came from a man, exact words, tone, and everything, it would have been received normal, I feel like, because I've heard those things. Those things have been said to me. I was reiterating what had been shared with me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and in turn, it came across like I was being, uh, like talking down or I was being too like pushy, you know, and it's like, like that, I'm the boss. Yeah, yeah. Like I was being, and I was like, 
No, I think that's complete shit because if I was... If a guy does it, it's bold. It's action-taking. Right. It's assertive. But if I do it... it is, she, is she close to her Yeah, that bitch. Like automatically going to right. feminine put-downs. Yeah, they take, they, they take it too... Per, they took it way too personally and it's like, that's not the thing. I'm trying to be efficient in my communication with you so that we can all get to the finish line but you acting as if I'm... I mean, am I supposed to just sugarcoat every single thing I say because I'm a woman? I mean... I think it's I, I'm okay. So I'm gonna pull something from my mom. My mom is the queen of the hammer. She is the nicest woman you've ever met, and everybody will tell you that. Mm -hmm. She's a, a cancer navigator. So when somebody in your family gets diagnosed with cancer, she's the first person you want to call. She's gonna start with getting you second opinions, get everybody lined up, start translating some of the medical jargon. Um, she just eats, breathes, and lives families that are dealing with a cancer crisis. Cool. Um, if you've ever been on the wrath of my mom, you've never felt wrath because it takes somebody who is genuinely sweet and nice and good and knows how to play along and loves the honey to recognize when the vinegar comes out. When she's got a hammer down, she will. And I think that gives, that is something I've always taken from my mom. For me, I try not to be assertive or a, a dick. And then that way they've got this a trend of me being reasonable well, it's a clear and understanding. professional yeah. mm -hmm. and then I'll just I'll pull the rug out are you out of your fucking mind yeah. like and you should have that ability to do that as well yeah but you that's not have... even what I did like I was very respectful I was positive sandwiching the shit out of it I was being yeah. you know everything but because I can be direct and, yeah no and, that's what I'm saying yeah. when you switched modes from super sweet to direct and sweet, still being professional, yeah. you weren't given the tolerance. Not that, with the respect. Not with respect. I feel like and it's something I've seen my mom struggle with. Is. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like out of all of what you just said, I just heard you said that you think I'm very sweet. So I do. But I mean, like I said, I male or female, I respect people that go for honey over vinegar every time. Let's work this out nicely. Yeah. Let's let's come to common agreement. Yeah, let's right. do this before we have to get into a fight. But knowing I'm, I'm here to fight if we fight is what we want. Yeah, I feel like that's the way that Deidre and I both are. And I think that we're both strong women and we are both... You don't want to see me mad, but it takes me a lot to get there. Right. Well, and, and that was something that I said to her yesterday. I used to be so scared of you, by the way. Me? In leadership? Yeah, your RBF is dope. It's like, I don't think that Deidre chick likes me. <gasps> Why does every guy in our leadership class say that to me? Because they're always like, you ain't shit. <sighs> I did tell you that you came across as a little bit of a bitch at the beginning. No, no, no. Everyone no. did. But I mean. But I think it was because I was But like, it wasn't because you said anything. You just had this. It was because I was quiet and more standoffish. I was observing the group to see mm -hmm. where I fell. And I love group dynamics. Right. Group psychology and how right. separating the and herd. And so that's what I, that's what I was I doing, and everyone took it as, that girl's a bitch. Yeah. Because I was... Well, no, like, the first conversations when we had all gotten back to the, the group building day at Big Brother yeah. um, um, was obviously uh, displaying the leadership characteristics. And when I did my interview for leadership... It's his favorite. My, sure. my talk, and everybody... Said, I really appreciate you said that. I was going to try to not be the leader, not take charge, because that's my problem. If I don't like the way it's being done, fine. I'm easily, it's a weird, it's a military concept, but it's being a professional mid level person, being proud to be the person that has given orders and then can execute orders. And so for me, the hardest thing is to 
scale back. Leadership was really rough for me. Like I'm, 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 I'm really tell. good with idea fairies and like, you know. it, it's, <laughs> it was super hard. I'm sorry. It was. Wait, so at what point did you realize that I wasn't awful? Uh, that day. You were fun. We had a great time, but it was that first day when we were out doing the ropes course. I was like, I don't, I don't think well, she in likes my me. defense, I hate heights. Well, and then in my defense, I tried to cover insecurity with humor. Mm -hmm. When you walk into a group right. dynamic, the two best looking people always uh, eyeball each other about who's best looking, and that was obviously you and me. Um, <laughs> I take fucking you know, personal offense to that. No, I mean we found out later it was actually you and me, but it started <laughs> off. No. So what he's saying is the danger is easier on the eyes, but I grow one yet. Either way, it was a group dynamic of 20 people that you're trying to all impress. Yes. Especially once everybody's like, well, I'm the VP of widget making sales. And it's like, God dang it, I'm just a river. No. Like, I came in with, with was a so little good. bit of, I it was. I felt out that I wasn't as good as anyone else. Like, a quick question. <laughs> what was your first impression of me? Oh, I knew you before leadership, though. No, you didn't. Yeah. Network. Uh -huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I met you well, the thing. We had fun. I didn't go to, I was literally, yeah. leadership was mm -hmm. my first involvement. Was a, I didn't even go to networking. For me, I would say it was about a 50-50 mix of people I would meet at happy hour. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I, I had slow gotten to know you versus cold shock. I'd never yeah. met Deidre before. Uh, I what was the name of no one had. Well, anyways, uh, yeah. to a toxic male would have been butthurt that you guys didn't want to do my project. And I would have slowly, psychologically broken you down over time until you just gave in. That's a toxic guy. No, we would have all just like kicked you in the shin. No. Nope. Um, maybe at that time, <laughs> because at that time I was going through a relationship where that was happening to me, mm. I might have. Yeah. But now I would have just told you to fuck off. Nice no, nope. I just had to swallow it and go, let's just do your project. Um, I, uh, we like that your feelings don't get hurt over things easily and that you uh, can roll with it and except when you're wrong and- Group dynamics, it yes. was fun. Yes. That was that was really was fun. fun. I, well, anyways, well, thanks for having me. We're Hopefully, so glad uh, you came. I didn't wander we too are. far away from well, we toxic masculinity. But it's okay. Yeah. Be the best version of you. That's all I'll say. Yeah. If and, you're and if you're the best version of yourself without putting somebody else down, that's about the best thing that you can do. Well, I've never met anybody who was doing better than me that was talking shit about uh, people lower and doing like less than, right? Like yeah. a good, strong person is not worried about the people behind them. They're trying to, unless it's to encourage, they're not trying to like be that way. A good, self-secure human being. Mm -hmm. So, and I feel like we're all that. Thank you so much for coming in and doing that. Before we're done, I have a little gift for you. Thank you for coming on. Ooh, ooh, it's a kitty whisper shirt. It is. We're selling them now. Yeah, okay. If you need a bigger one, well, I got you. But uh, if you want one, awesome. 20 bucks, let us know. But yeah, you're welcome. I'll have a good weekend. Thank you. I'll see y'all next week. Bye. 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 Bye.